morning and welcome to Life on Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Amy Debrick, and I'm excited that you're with me this morning. This month, we're going to be talking about the topic of health and how it relates to anxiety. And last week, if you missed it, I shared a little bit of my own personal story relating to how anxiety has fueled um, my health issues in the past. This week, though, we're going to be hearing from Julie Rusk. Julie is a personal trainer and YMCA fitness instructor. Julie's an avid runner, rock climber, and you can find her many times on the podium at Little Spartan Races. But what I really love about Julie's story is that she found her purpose through fitness. And if you know Julie, you know that she's always willing to put in the hard work. So it was a really fun interview. I had a good time teasing her um, about how intense she is in our workout classes, but the reality is she must be doing something right because we keep coming back for more. So thank you for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the interview as much as I did. This morning we have um, Julie Rusk on the podcast. We are going to be talking about health in the month of February. And Julie, um, I have to say, is our torturous uh, YMCA instructor. We have a love-hate relationship with Julie, I'm not going to lie, because as much as we don't like seeing her face, um, we do love the results and um, when class is over. So all that to be said, welcome Julie. Um, I'm so happy that you're on the podcast this morning. Thanks, Amy. You know, that only encourages me. (laughs) You know, I really, I love to hear when people hate me, but you know, I know they love me in the end. <laughs> Good to be here. Yes, I know that. I know that that does encourage you, and I'll probably have to pay for that on Wednesday. But I was just, just felt like I needed to be honest. That's <laughs> good. Oh, so obviously, this month we are talking about health, and um, uh, before we get really like into the conversation, give us a little backstory um, about what kind of led to your health journey and how that helped for you, like overcome fears and anxieties in your life. Okay. Um, well, I grew up pretty active in high school. I played a lot of sports, uh, mainly just running, running sports, but I was pretty active then. And, um, but afterwards I, I lost that when I went to college and um, worked out here and there at some, at some gyms and, didn't really enjoy it too much. Just did it to, uh, to look good for my wedding. That was the reason <laughs> to get back into fitness again. Um, but it didn't really, uh, I didn't really stick with it. And, um, you know, and then after I had kids, I really, well, my, after I had my first daughter, I was really feeling down about the way that I looked and the way that I felt. And I was a stay-at-home mom, and I just uh, want, I needed a change. And the YMCA was close to me, and they offered childcare. So I thought, well, it's a place to bring my kid, and I can work out and feel better about myself. So I joined the Y, and at first it was difficult to have my daughter in the child watch because she wanted to, she didn't want to be in there, but I, I kept at it and eventually she realized I was, I was going to come back for her. So, um, so I tried a bunch of different classes. The first class I tried was line dancing and I've tried spin and step and I really found some classes that I enjoyed. Um, 
and I met some great people and really that's what made me come back to the why more was the community and meeting the people and just uh, talking to adults <laughs> and not <laughs> not my baby all day so that that felt good to be part of adult conversations again and that just led to more classes more friendships becoming an instructor and uh, now I'm really into competing um, in Spartan races trail races uh, CrossFit competitions and so it's just been this long journey of um, finding what's worked for me and what keeps me coming back. And now it's just a way of life. Right. I know you were um, or had a degree and you did um, teach music. Yes. So was there any um, was there any anxiety about switching gears and kind of letting that go? Because I know even for a time when you were um, instructing. Um, you know, us at the Y that you were doing both. And so mm -hmm. was there any fear or anything leaving that behind and kind of pursuing this full time or, um, or by, by that point, had you, you know, had your passion for it been lit and you were just like, no, this is the, this is the direction that I need to go. Uh, that's a good question. Um, no, I definitely, um, until recently still struggled with anxiety of leaving my career of teaching music. You know, it's something that I went to college for for five years and uh, was still paying, paying back the loans on. Right. And, uh, you know, I made a good amount of money being a teacher and switching over to fitness. I didn't make as much. And I, I felt guilty about not making, not contributing as much to the family income. Mm -hmm. Um, and also trying, you know, I, I really was an accomplished music teacher. It was something I excelled at and it's something that people respected me for and leaving that and moving to fitness where I basically had to start over again, um, was a struggle mentally for me. Um, but my husband has just been very reassuring and he knows I'm so much happier what I'm doing now mm -hmm. than when I, how I was when I was teaching music. Um, so he really helps me with that. And he, you know, assures me that I'm still contributing to the family, whether it not be financial, I'm, you know, it's other things, you know, I'm home more where I can help the kids with their homework and I can be around to bring them places, doctor's appointments. I can be home. My job's pretty flexible. So I can be home when they need me to. So he can, he can work, you know, more hours at his, his job. So it is a, it is contributing to the family income, but just in a different way. So yeah, I, yeah. I feel like I've really accepted it now. Um, so I'm at a good place with that, but it's something I definitely struggled with for years. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I think that that's, I mean, I'm glad you, you said that because I think that that's a realistic, um, struggle. I mean, I've, I've had the same thing. I have a degree in teaching as well. Um, mm -hmm. and, and never utilized it to its full potential. And I always felt the, the same way. I mean, um, you know, you feel guilty, like you should be doing something that, um, 
you know, that you decided years ago that you should be doing. So then it's like, when you're not fulfilling that, then it's like you, even if you're not, it's, there's, it's that, you know, the game of lies that carries on in your head of that you're letting people down or, um, you know, um, lessen the expectation of what you, what they thought of you or, or something like that. And so I think it's really important. And I'm glad that you shared that because I think life moves in different directions and it's really important to pay attention to that. And when you don't, sometimes you, you do get stuck in that miserable place. And although you excelled in music and, you know, I, I feel like the same, I mean, I, you know, tutored and did a bunch of different things. And I think I would have excelled in a full-time position if I had pursued that in teaching in my gut, it just, in the long run, that wasn't what made me the happiest, you know, and I didn't figure mm-hmm. mine out until years later, even writing and, and getting, tapping into all of that, this, but, um, but it's hard when you feel like you want to contribute and want to, um, feel like you're responsible for your family as well. And even though we are as the mom, mm-hmm. I think you're always, I think the mom, it's just a, a, where the, it's like, I always, it, Kind of there's always guilt. There's well, guilt whether there's you do something or whether you don't. Yes, yeah. there's always mom guilt. But I always describe mothers in general as the um, like the behind the scenes. Like if there was a mm-hmm. play and you see all of you know everything that comes out, but it's all of that running around behind the scenes is how I feel like that's how moms are. You know, not mm-hmm. always getting the spotlight of what yeah. what led them to that you know great performance. So, um, mm-hmm. but you know there is something to be said for that. Well, that's kind of almost leading me into my next question was, was there a person or practice that kind of helped you launch that? You kind of said the support from your husband, but in addition to that, in addition to your husband supporting you and, you know, kind of not relieving you of that guilt, because I think we have to do that for ourselves. But when you continue to, um, you know, move on this fitness journey, what about somebody at the why or a connection. I know you said that the community was really important and that's kind of almost mm-hmm. what kept bringing you back. So yeah. was there a, a specific person or was there a specific class that you really felt connected and actually kind of led into those, you know, Spartan races and, and other things that kind of helped fuel you even more than maybe what you expected you could even do yourself? Well, um, I'd have to say that the first class that I really liked was Zumba, <laughs> and I still teach it <laughs> um, six years, uh, seven years later, still still teaching Zumba. Um, There's just su- this wonderful sense of community in Zumba. We have so much fun, and it was really it was the last aerobics class I tried because I thought everyone who did Zumba was crazy <laughs> because they do. <laughs> We are, and we are crazy, but it's just sometimes a little scary to join a class when you feel like, oh, I I don't think I could do that, or I don't fit in with those people, and I went in, and I tried Zumba, and, you know, it wasn't something that I was good at at all. Um, I was just trying to keep up with what everyone else was doing <laughs> and, but there was something about it. I love music cause my mu- have a music background, uh, nice. and, uh, I just love music and there was something about the songs and, uh, that just kept me coming back and eventually just, 
you know, snowballing into becoming, um, after I had my second daughter, um, she, I decided to become a Zumba instructor um, after I had her. And she's, yeah, she's seven now. So I've been doing that for seven years. I'd have to say Zumba was really the first class that got me moving toward, you know, becoming an instructor. Um, and then it went to hit class and yes and our, after, our yeah. torture spot hit class <laughs> <clears throat> but now you've you've independently branched out yourself so beyond that mm-hmm. you um you know you're pretty hard on yourself you you push yourself pretty good so mm-hmm. yes in addition to those classes and you know being certified trainer and all of that mm-hmm. you've taken it another step further and um you know constantly you're signing up for these races that you humorously think we're actually going to be a part of. <laughs> well, um, in my hit class, there was a woman who, you know, and I, I ran a lot, like I mentioned earlier in high school, but once high school ended, I didn't want to run anymore. I just had had enough of running, <laughs> doing indoor track, outdoor track, cross country year round for four years was just, I'd, I'd had enough and I didn't like running. Um, I hear that a lot from a lot of people, so I know that I have, I'm in good company when I say that I did not like running. <laughs> and uh, this woman in my hit class uh, mentioned uh, this mud run in the area, and it was just a, a local mud run, and it was a I think three miles with obstacles. And I thought the obstacle part sounded really fun, so I was like, well, you know, it's not really like running because there's stuff to break it up. Mm-hmm. So I did the mud run and oh my gosh, that mud run, I was hooked. And <laughs> it just took that one mud run and I was Googling obstacle course races and I came across Spartan. I'd never heard of Spartan racing. I just mm-hmm. was trying to find the most, you know, legit difficult obstacle courses out there because I was in. I just mm-hmm. caught the bug. And I found Spartan racing. And, um, I mean, gosh, it's just been a journey to compete in those races because, you know, in the first year that I did Spartan racing, I did all, I did all right, but I really wasn't running. I was running once a week, three miles maybe. Um, and then, you know, the second year of of Spartan racing, I was like, you know, I really want to, I really want to get better at this. So then I took up trail running. And with a friend, again, it always has something to do with a person. You know, I like to be with people. So a good friend and I would trail run together and just talk. And and now I can't believe that I'm this person, but I go out and run alone now. And I run on trails alone. But that really led to my Spartan journey was a woman in my hit class mentioning it. And that's where I am now. Well, and I think the nice thing about that is, like you said, you know, it's nice to have the community aspect and it's nice to have people lifting you up. And, but once you're there, have the intentional action independently, which is where you are now. It's nothing against the community. I mean, listen, you know, Alice and I talk through your class for the whole hour. That's how we survive. I like it. It's good. (laughs) I encourage that. (laughs) But the reality is if one of us can't go, you, we still have to be intentional enough to want to be there to go mm-hmm. independently. And I, and I think that that's really important. I think it's great to be around people who support and lift up, especially a healthy lifestyle, 
But at the end of the day, the choice is ours and we have to do what's necessary, even if all of those other things aren't laid out for us. You know, maybe there's no class this week or, you know, something mm -hmm. gets canceled or whatever. And I, I love the being intentional. I think it's really important to, um, you know, to figure it out and know that I still have to take ownership at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and there's going to be times where you may, you know, not be able to go or, or do the workout because of personal reasons or right. just not feeling it that day. And that's okay. It's important to rest too. And mm -hmm. just to accept that and, and don't give up, just keep, you know, making an effort to do what you enjoy fitness wise and it'll happen. Right. But what advice would you offer other women to live their life on purpose in relation to their health goals? Well, I'd say find something that makes you happy, that you enjoy doing. Try everything that may interest you. And there are some things that you may like and you keep those. And there are things that you don't like and that's okay. You don't have to do those. And as you find the things that you like, add a little bit at a time, you know, not all at once, just a little bit at a time, make a small change and small changes over time make a, make a very big difference. So it's not something that happens all at once. And I'd also say one more thing, um, only compete with yourself and don't compare mm -hmm. yourself to other people because we all have our own stories and you have to remember where you came from and where you started and that will make you the most fulfilled because when I start comparing myself to other people, I get the races, I see all these people passing me or getting faster times and in the past it used to really get me down and I used to think, why am I doing this? I suck. <laughs> like, right. I'm not as, yeah, like I'm not as good as that person. Um, I should just quit. And you know, that was my initial feeling and it would take a day or two and I'd say, no, what are you thinking? You love doing this. Just stop and get out there again. Well, it took a lot of practice mentally for me to be accepting of what I can do at the end of the day. And that's when I'm the most um, fulfilled is when I'm happy with what I can do and I'm only competing with myself. I think that that's actually really, a, you know, some great wisdom because I, I think, you know, women in general can easily fall into that. I mean, just, you know, outside of health, look at just the stuff people post, you know, all their highlight reel on all social mm -hmm. media. I mean, comparisons can run rampant with everything. Mm -hmm. And so especially with health goals, you know, starting of the new year, have new resolutions and you show up and it's like somebody could have been doing this for 20 years and you're showing up for the first time and not quite getting into your groove yet and feeling the same way. Like, Oh, I don't even know why I'm bothering or mm -hmm. I don't know why I'm bothering to make these you know, dietary changes or whatever, if you don't see the results when you want to see them, but you're, when you compare it to somebody else, man, that's 10 times worse. I mean, yeah. we show up half the time because, you know, we've got a superstar 85 year old woman in our class that, <laughs> that you lead. And, you know, there's something inspiring about that. Mm -hmm. something hugely inspiring for, you know, younger women coming in and 
she's not having a good day every day, just like we aren't. And it's just, you just do what you can. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's just showing up. You mm -hmm. know, sometimes I'm not putting it all out in class. I'm not feeling it that day. I might have a headache mm -hmm. or whatever the case is, but sometimes it's just showing up. Mm -hmm. and, and it's showing up for yourself. It's not showing up for you or it's not showing up for, you know, the person next to me, but showing up for myself and just like, okay, you know, I'm making some type of effort today and I need to feel good about that. And I think that women are also, and I'm sure you can agree, are hard on themselves. And so it's hard sometimes yeah. to cut yourself some slack. But I think, and I like that you also had mentioned about, you know, sometimes when you're not killing it, um, that's okay. And you just need to rest. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's good to just rest. And sometimes that needs to be almost, you know, forced as well. If, if that's your personality who has struggle, you know, just naturally finding that balance of, I'm not great with rest, just, um, just more because I'm a hyper person not because <laughs> I'm running eight miles a day. I'd love to say that, but, um, need to be truthful here, but Sometimes it's really important to just, you know, cause you feel like, Oh, I didn't get this done and I didn't get that done. But then it's like, okay, but look at the list of things I did get done. And yeah. you know, there's always another day to get something done, but it's, it's interesting how we immediately go to that. And that's funny. You said that when you, you're running and people are ahead of you and you're like, why am I even doing this? Immediate. Mm -hmm. It's so funny how quickly our minds can go to self-defeat mm -hmm. instead of just being proud. Like I showed up today, yeah. I'm running this race. And, and that takes practice yeah. in my experience. I mean, so this is my third year of Spartan racing. Um, also I'd say it's my second year into being a serious runner. And that's taken a lot of practice for me to be able to just be grateful to be out there. I mean, just to be out there and be running on a mountain. I mean, and just to be thankful for what I can do and what my body can do, because that's what really what makes me feel the best. Um, and it's taken a lot of practice. It's taken some races where, you know, I finished and, and oh my gosh, there are races where I've totally killed it. And I've, I've won and, but my time isn't where I wanted my time to be. So mm -hmm. then I think, then I got down on myself and it's like, well, like <laughs> you, even when you win, there, there was still something to be negative about. And my best races I had last year were the ones where I went in with no expectations and just did the best that I could. And I told myself ahead of time, I'm going to be happy with whatever the outcome is. And when I did that, they were the best races I've ever had. And um, so I want to continue with that, you know, so, but it does take practice. Yeah. But the gratitude piece I think is really important because, you know, instead of negating what you're doing, you are, you're grateful for, you know, all we have to do, it doesn't take long to take a look around and see people who aren't actually physically able to, you know, mm -hmm. walk, let alone run. And so it's kind of a nice, and I think that that's just growth. I mean, you, you know, you may yeah. or may not agree with that, but I feel like the older you get, the mm -hmm. more personal growth that happens with, with things like that. And you really can appreciate what's truly important. You know, just the act of being able to, you know, number one, do something that you're passionate about. And, and number two, that your body's able to allow you to do it. So I think that that's really, um, you know, the gratitude piece, I think is a really important thing to have. It helps um, me a lot. So I hope it helps others. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, I think it's good and important to change your perspective and, you know, mm-hmm. and realize that that's at the end of the day is really, you know, what, what is the most important that I'm getting out of this? And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to the Olympics. Okay. Exactly. Let's out there. You know, I mean, <laughs> well, we don't and there's really always going to be somebody better. <laughs> And there's always going to be someone better. It all depends yeah. on who shows up that day. The fact that I won uh, a race doesn't mean that, you know, I, I mean, it just means that someone faster didn't show up that day. Right. It's, so just take it for, for what it is and be happy with what you can do and move forward. Right. No, I agree. I agree. So now in, are there any upcoming races or is there any, um, I would love for, Women, I don't, you know, I know you did personal training. Um, if you continue to do that where um, women can connect with you or, or men, um, I know this is more of a woman-driven audience. That's why I say that. But um, can you give anybody a website or how they could reach you possibly at the Y to do any possible training or your schedule or anything like that? Yeah, I'm available weekdays, um, typically between 9 and 2. Um, and you can reach out to me. Um, so my email is Julie Rex, J-U-L-I-E-R-E-K-S-C at gmail.com. And reach out to me. And I also have a Facebook page called Positively Fit with Julie Rex, but the Rex is spelled R-E-X. And you can find me there and reach out to me there or call the Oneida YMCA and leave a message for me and I can get back to you. That's great. Well, I'm super excited that you were on today. And I mean, I'm not excited for Wednesday's class because I feel like I already, <laughs> I already ruined myself by throwing out how much we don't like you on Wednesdays and Fridays. But, um, but I'm so grateful that you came on, Julie. And I think that um, you know a lot of women can relate to your health journey and uh, appreciate your wisdom on how much of a difference, just even a little bit of a change at a time can make in the long term. So thank you. All right. Well, thanks, Julie. Thanks again. And I will see you Wednesday and um, you know, we'll talk soon. All right. Bye. Okay. Bye. So that's it for us today. Next week on the podcast, we have military spouse, Kimberly Bacho. Kimberly is the operations director of independent.org, which is an online magazine. And also, um, Kimberly is just going to share with us her mission to make wellness accessible to all military spouses. So make sure you tune in. She's just got some great healthy habits and tips, as well as just um, her passion to really serve the military community in all aspects. So I look forward to uh, having you listen in next week. Have a great weekend.